Visional action galore starting tomorrow, tomorrow and Sunday. It will be glorious. Ian, it is here. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons. You find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. It's that simple. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Let's bring in some help for all things betting. Anita Barks, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, kind enough to join us. And Anita, let's start with the game that's on our airwaves. Texans at Ravens. That is a 4.30 p.m. kickoff. You can watch that game on ESPN, on ABC, and we also have it for you on ESPN+. Plus. What do you like about this game, Anita? Uh, how can you not love Lamar Jackson? Uh, give me Lamar Jackson seven days a week and twice tomorrow. Um, uh, first things first, I, I'm going over on prop bets for him in, in every way possible. Over rushing yards, over passing yards, uh, over touchdown passes. Uh, I think he has his way with this Texans defense, even though, they, of course, they looked fantastic last week. But this is a totally different animal. Uh, you go from Joe Flacco, who came off the couch making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for his kids, to Lamar Jackson, who, uh, let's be honest, in my opinion, should win the MVP this year. So first and foremost, all about Lamar Jackson prop bets. Number two, I, the nine and a half, I, I, you know, I think what you can do here, especially if it dips back down to nine, is use it as a two-team six-point teaser and tease the Ravens down to minus three. Uh, interesting little note here. This is a Texans team. They've only had three outdoor games this season, and they haven't played outdoors since December 17th. Temperatures are supposed to be below 30, winds about 10 miles per hour, gusts up to 30 miles per hour. So I think C.J. Stroud is phenomenal as he's been this season. Um, I think he's going to have a tough go at it, especially against that Ravens defense that's second best in the NFL uh, in red zone defense. So I I like the Ravens here. Nine and a half is a bit bit much for me. So I'm going to use them as a two-team, six-point teaser. Who would you use them with? Oh, wow. I like the dog. We're not there yet, right, Ian? But I like the dogs. <laughs> We're not there yet, Boo. But, but I like the dogs across the board um, moving forward. I like the Packers. I like the Bucks, And I like Kansas City. So, And, and I'll, I'll tell you all the reasons one. why yeah. in just a second. Uh, yeah. So, in other words, <laughs> take the biggest dog with the Ravens minus three in that two-team teaser, right? And there you go. Whichever one you get the most points with. Fire away. Does it concern you at all? Uh, Just out of curiosity, having been a former bookie and bartender, right? Where when we get everyone taking one side, I'm hearing a lot of Ravens. And I'm with you. I like the Ravens even minus nine and a half by down to nine. But so many people are on that same train. How much as a wagerer and handicapper does that concern you? Yeah, I mean, it does. A lot of times, you know, there are people out there that they just play against the public money. And they win, right? I mean, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we had our bet show tonight. We had our, bet, we had our bet show tonight, and Aaron and me and Joe and Tyler, all of us are in Kansas City. Um, and we're all on the, the Ravens under as well. So I'm like, oh, my, this is like the ultra kiss of death if all four of us are on it. So, I, I, yeah, more times than not, you don't want to be with the public. Uh, hence why, I, you know, I, I'm going to use them as a six or six and a half point, you want to tease them down to three. That's the number that you want to tease them down to. I wouldn't tease them down to three and a half. I'd tease them down to three. I think that's a safe bet. Anita Marks, ESPN Sports betting analyst, joining us here on Amber and Ian. So let's get more into Packers at Niners then. You said you like the dog. Give us something with this one. 
Yeah, listen, Baker Mayfield is exceptional on the road. I don't. Maybe he doesn't like the water in Tampa. I don't know. But he's the second-best quarterback in the NFL on the road. He's got 18 touchdown passes in nine road games. So I, I like this Tampa Bay Bucks team. You know, I think Baker Mayfield has a day. Again, talking about prop bets, I'm going to go over passing yards, over passing attempts, and, uh, and over touchdown passes for Baker Mayfield. So – uh, and, and, and I like them getting the points. So, again, I'm going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser, and, and I'm going to tease them up. Uh, it's a plus 13.5, plus 14 in some places. And, um, and also, I like the Bucks team total over 20.5. I think they put up some points tomorrow. What about Packers at Niners? Niners are a big favorite. They are rested. And, and obviously, Green Bay is a hot team riding a hot hand right now in Jordan Love. That also is a big, big number on ESPN bet right now at nine, nine and a half. Kind of been fluctuating between that hook and, and sitting on a solid number of nine. What do you see in this game? Yeah, I, like I said, again, the, the Packers, I'm going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser, and I'm going <laughs> to tease them up. Give me, give me the nine-and-a-half plus six. Of course, that's 15-and-a-half. Um, you know, and, and you hit the nail on the head, Ian. Listen, I, Jordan Love has been absolutely phenomenal. I don't think a lot of people watch Green Bay Packers football. Listen, there's a lot of football to be watched uh, on Sundays and, of course, now on Monday night and Thursday night, and now we got Saturday night. But this is the best, one of the best, the second, best actually statistically the second best offense in the NFL since week nine um, we have seen him mature and and just turn into really something special for the Green Bay Packers this season and so love me some Jordan love love this offense I think the 49ers defense is somewhat suspect um, I think they could stay lockstep with the 49ers I think this is going to be a game so um, I'm going to play, again, the team total point over for the Packers, again at 20 and a half. And also I'm going to play Jordan Love over passing yards and over passing touchdowns. I think Jordan Love has, has a real good game against the 49ers defense. Anita, Chiefs at Bills. This game is on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Bills, a two-and-a-half point favorite according to ESPN Bet. What do you have on this one? I'm going to follow the trend here. And the trend with the Kansas City Chiefs is that the second half total has hit the under in 16 of their 18 games. You heard me correctly, marinating that for a minute. Meanwhile, for the Buffalo Bills at home, the second half under has hit in all all but one home game. The last time these two teams played each other, the second half under was 16. Total points in the second wow. half. So I'm going to ride that trend. It is. It has been a, a, an ATM. It's a cash machine, and the and, and the over under is at 22 and a half. So the play in that game is the second half under at 22 and a half. But prop bets. This is going to be a close game. And whenever there's a close game, both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen love to run the football. So I'm going to play the over and rushing yards for both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I want to say Patrick Mahomes, if I remember correctly, it's at like 26 and a half. And for Josh Allen, it's up there. It's at 43, 44 and a half. So prop bets, rushing yards for both quarterbacks and the trend that you want to stick with. Hopefully it'll be a good payoff for you. And that is the second half under at 22 and a half. So, Anita, uh, away from the games and, and tremendous insight and fire away because she's been, you know, well, I don't want to jinx you, but you, you've been very good. So we're not going to throw that whammy <laughs> out there. For Anita Marks here with us on ESPN Radio with Amber and Ian. Um, just out of curiosity, Amber and I were talking about this last night. How long do you think you can make it at the game in Buffalo 
20 degrees, wind chill going to be around zero to two degrees. How long could you make it out there in nothing but a T-shirt and jeans? Yeah, listen, I'm from the 305. Amber knows this. I'm from Miami. I'm not making it very long. Okay. <laughs> and wait, true, true story. Your listeners might not be aware of this, but I played women's professional football for five years. Yeah. My last year, I played for the Florida Stingrays. We made it to the championship game. We played the Northern Ice in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It was 13 degrees below oh. zero. Oh. A bunch of a bunch of chicks from South Florida. <laughs> Playing in Kenosha, Wisconsin, 13 degrees below zero. I threw four interceptions in the first half, and my mom got in a fist fight with a, another person, another fan in the stands because they were screaming to bench me. So needless to say, no more cold games for me. No more cold games for Mama Mimi. Yeah, so, yeah, it, cold game, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work with this chick. It, it, I tried. didn't work. We lost. We lost, your- 50, we lost 52 to 13. Done. Wow, I love your mom getting in a fight in the stands. That is outstanding, freezing her ass off. That's awesome. Don't say to bench your daughter. That's a mama bear coming out. Uh, I get it. Anita Marks, ESPN Sports betting analyst. Uh, Thanks, Anita. You got it. Enjoy the weekend, guys. See you, Anita. What a story. That is is a story. I don't have a story to top that. That's for sure. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian. What's on the line for Baker Mayfield this morning? Or this morning. Wow, this weekend. <laughs> Not this morning. I don't know. It's been a show. Uh, there's more. We're going we're gonna to go. Right we're going to keep on. going. We're Baker, next. Next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. It's not the dog days of summer for Baker Mayfield. He has had quite the season, quite the resurgence here of his career with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Ian, Baker Mayfield is on an expiring deal. He was supposed to just kind of be a flyer for Tampa while they figured out what they were going to do, right? And he, he ended his tenure with the Rams. Remember, he had, what was it, those four or five games? I don't have it in front of me with the Rams. And none of us were paying attention. 
And quietly, he was good because the Rams had nothing to play for. None of us were paying attention. Quietly, he was good. It was like once he got out of Carolina, he was very good all of a sudden in Los Angeles. And so the Bucks decided to bring him in. But I don't think anybody was expecting anything from Baker. And now here we are. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the divisional round. You can make whatever you want to say about the fact that they won the division with a 9-8 and eight record. Fine. But the fact is they did win the division. They got in. They win a wild card game. Here they are in the divisional round. And he actually has an opportunity here to make a really strong case for why Tampa needs to pay that man some money. Yeah, I want to go back about a month and a half ago, even before Troy Aikman was telling the story in in the playoff game where you brought up, and I'm going to give you full credit here, about, you know, go back to Baker Mayfield. And again, this this is a month ago. And you were like, if you go back and watch his games, the Rams, Mm -hmm. he, he put up some good numbers and he looked like the Baker we saw in his first and second year in Cleveland, and the guy we saw at Oklahoma just having fun. And I, I, I really, I'll be honest, I, I really didn't notice because I wasn't watching the Rams, right? right? And then fast forward, that's where you got my attention. And then Troy Aikman tells that story of when they met with him, you know, but before the, 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 the playoff game, he said Sean McVay gave him the best advice he's ever gotten. And that is, you just go, we have nothing to play for. Just go be you, man. Go have fun. You're so tight. Just go go play. And he did. And then what is he doing now in Tampa? He's having fun. And he's just playing ball. He threw for over 4,000 yards. You know, completed around 65% of his passes, which you're looking for from an NFL quarterback, right around 64 65%. But his touchdown to INT ratio was outstanding. 28 touchdowns, only 10 picks. And you watch his teammates around him. They gravitate to him right now, Amber. So they're going up to what is going to be a cannibalistic environment. I mean, tickets right now and nosebleeds are going for damn near a grand in Detroit just to get into the building. That's how insane it is right now. But if anybody can handle that, it's a guy like Baker Mayfield and this Tampa Bay Bucks team. Because why? He's just having fun again. And you noticed it going back to last year. Troy Aikman talked about it on the broadcast last weekend. And you really see it. And, and the, the biggest thing is watching how his teammates react to him. They're all having a blast. And Mike Evans, by the way, this is going to sound damn near blasphemous. But he's on a, he's on a path to Canton. He is blasphemous to me. He has never not had a thousand yard receiving year. He's had 10 straight 1,000 yard receiving seasons. He doesn't get enough attention. And he's got a ring. But But yes, he's got a Super Bowl ring. He was a pivotal part of that whole run with Brady. I mean, he's unbelievable. But Amber, he does. 1,200 yards already. I mean, it was over 1,200, almost 1,300 yards this regular season. He doesn't promote himself. He's not a diva wideout, right? He doesn't have a podcast. He's not, you know, out there in front of the cameras. He just goes out and plays his ass off. Right. And And I think people think of him as over the hill. And he's 30 years old. And he's still putting up massive numbers. But it's so quiet. In this day and age, for a wide receiver to never have not had in his entire career a 1,000-yard receiving season that isn't out there going, hey, look at me or get me the damn ball, right? In, In the immortal words of Keyshawn Johnson, he just goes out and does it every single week. You have that. 
and Baker Mayfield having fun again, and then couple that with all-hug team linebacker out of LSU. He's 40 to me. He's 45 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Devin White, Levante David, Vita Vea, that defense are now stalking guys. They look like that title defense, right, in the last few weeks that won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady at quarterback. Those boys are hunting. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a Tampa team that, look, the feel-good story is Detroit, and the story is going to be all about the quarterbacks. But to your point about one quarterback, man, it, it feels like his tone, his emotion has been infectious across not just his offense, but that entire team. I still think Tampa's a feel-good story. I get what you're doing with Detroit. It's a historic feel-good story in Detroit, them breaking that uh, drought there in Detroit and finally getting over the hump, winning a playoff game. I hope that doesn't catch up to Detroit because you don't want to get satisfied with where you are. You don't want to get so in your head about having won a playoff game that you forget to win the next playoff game as well. With Tampa, it's still a good story, even outside of Baker, because you're talking about a franchise coming off of Brady, right? And... We mentioned with Mike Evans often overlooked. I mean, Chris Godwin, he feels like one of those receivers also that frankly doesn't get yep. enough accolades. A phenomenal over a thousand yards in his own right this season alone at 27 years old. We think of those guys for some reason and just kind of move along from them. There's a reason why Brady went down to Tampa and had a lot to do with those two guys, frankly, and those weapons. And so now you are in a post Brady era there in Tampa and with a new head coach and they're finding a way to keep it together here and show because I wasn't sure about Todd Bowles last season, but actually show here that they're very much on the right yeah. track. I don't expect the Bucks to win the Super Bowl, but if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you've got to feel pretty good about where they are and pretty good about what Baker has done, given some of this is coming off of that performance against the Eagles. And how much of that's Tampa, how much of that's the Eagles, we're about to find out. Baker had arguably his his best game in a very long time. I mean, three touchdown passes against that Eagles defense. He should have had more. There were multiple drops. Oh, Mike in that Evans. Game. We're just praising, pra- you know, praising Mike Evans. It was like a 40-yard bomb Evans. up the right boundary, right, to the Eagles, what, five, six-yard line, mm-hmm. and goes right through his hands. He breaks one tackle right there. If he catches it, he's scoring. It worst case, right? He's down on the five six yard line. Yep. So yeah, I mean ba- Baker had four drops in that game and still went for over three hundo and three tuds. Yep. And now they're a big underdog. You know, I mean a touchdown dog. And if anybody embraces this, it's a guy like Baker Mayfield. Here he is on being an underdog. There's something about whether it's you're an underdog or a road game, um, just having your backs against the wall and knowing it's it's just your team versus everybody else when you're counted out. And it, it's always fun to be in that role. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty comfortable in it, but uh, our team has completely embraced that throughout the year. And you know what, Amber? We covered him a ton at Oklahoma uh, when he was in college, uh, a few times when he was in Cleveland early on in his career. And he has that attitude of, you're going to doubt me? He once told me, Amber, that the word that he hates more than anything, and I've told this story several times here on ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. But for anybody who hasn't heard it, he said the word that he hates more than anything else in the English language is the word not. Because when he was growing up, he was told he's not big enough. He's not tall enough. He's not fast enough. And he always got the hell beat out of him because he was running with the big kids, right, down there at Lake Travis. 
and in Westlake. Yeah, we know these iconic, you know, high schools in, in Austin, Texas, where they're producing guys like you know Andrew Luck and Drew Brees, and I mean, I mean, go on and on about you know the 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 quarterbacks and and wide receivers and, and just the college and pro athletes that those two high schools churn out. And he was always told not, like when he went, he walked on at Texas Tech, ends up being the Big Twelve, you know, freshman of the year, not awarded a scholarship. Goes to and walks on at Oklahoma, not given a scholarship. Finally gets one, right? That word drives him more than anything. So not being a favorite, you know whose wheelhouse that's in? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I wonder what Tampa's going to do here, though, because he's on an expiring deal. Obviously, he was well worth the $4 million base salary this season. He got another million and a half in terms of incentives. I don't know if he what would you the do? world on fire. What would you do? What would you do? Well, they've, they've got a comfortable cap situation next season. They've got $50 million available. I would keep Baker if I'm the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, I'm not saying I'm not signing him to, you know, $50 million per, you know, I'm not a like, record-setting type deal or up there with the, you know, biggest quarterbacks resetting the market or anything. I'm not doing any of that, but give him a few-year deal, you know, still make it worth his time, that sort of thing. I don't know why we always have to do these long deals. If I'm a GM which no one's asked me to be one yet. But if I'm a GM in this situation, I'm going shorter deal with Baker and trying to keep him in Tampa for a while. And if I'm Baker, I'm also a little bit more willing to play some ball down there too because this has been the resurgence of his career in Tampa. That should mean something to Baker Mayfield. It has not been easy sledding for him at all of his stops by any means. Yeah, and to your point, if he signs just a two- or three-year deal on a – all right, let's make sure it wasn't just a one-hit wonder here. Right in this system and this, in this organization with this crew, then if you excel again, guess what? You're going to get paid quicker on a longer deal and a bigger deal. If you do excel and you have the confidence in the man in the mirror, which he does. People are talking about like five years, 150 million with like 60 million guaranteed. Those are the type of numbers that people are throwing around. But, man, I don't know why we always go so long with deals. Coming up next, how did Rasheed Rice become Patrick Mahomes wide receiver number one? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Rasheed Rice had 130 yards last week during Wild Card Weekend, and he has quickly become one of Patrick Mahomes' very favorite targets. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Let's bring in somebody who knows a thing or two about Rushy Rice. Rhett Lashley, SMU head coach. And Rhett, thanks so much for your time. Rice has just blossomed this year with Kansas City, especially last week. What's your favorite story that you can give us about Rishi Rice at SMU? Oh, man, you know, there's a bunch. It's the joys of, of coaching, you know, because I was – I remember my first year as office coordinator being at Richland Hills High School watching him play basketball and uh, when we recruited him. And he signed with us out of, out of Richland Hills, Kenny Kidd, good ball skills, average speed, but we thought he was going to be a good player. And then to watch him – you know, our, that, that year I told you we won 10 games in 19. He was a backup to Reggie Roberson. Reggie gets hurt. He starts the last four games. And then, you know, I wasn't with him his sophomore and junior year, had great years. To get to come back and coach him his senior year when he basically broke all our single-season school records and some career records, um, it just was really cool to see over the four- or five-year span just the way he grew and developed as a player and as a person. You know, I don't know if I have a, a favorite story, but <laughs> – he loves – he just loves to compete. He loves playing the game. He loves football. So what really changed for him is when he – going into his senior year, uh, he got Rob Likens as his receivers coach, and he bought into being a practice player. And that's hard to do when you're a really good player. And You know, he broke his toe um, fourth game of the year against TCU and, and, and played the rest of the season on a broken toe, and a lot of people didn't know it. And so shortly after he hurt his toe, he didn't practice all one week. And then he played in the game against Cincinnati. And he had by far his worst game of the season. And we were just trying to get him to the game with the injury. And so he comes in on Sunday after that, and you kind of expect him to say, hey, I'm going to hang it up, coach. I'm just going to get ready for the senior bowl, the draft. I just can't do it anymore. And I wouldn't have blamed him. And he told Coach Likens, he said, I'm not doing that again. He goes, I'm not going a single week again without practicing before I play. I can't do it. They're like, okay. He goes, Coach is like, I'll take care of you during the week, but, but yeah, we'll get you through it. So the very next game is Tulsa. He practices all week on a broken toe like a champ. Goes out, first play of the game, Preston throws him a 75-yard touchdown pass. Ends up having two or three touchdowns, 180 yards. And at one point in that game, during a timeout, he grabbed Coach Likens and is shaking him and just screaming, practice matters. And, you know, you just don't have those moments that often with guys. And, but for him to get it, it clicked. And I think that's why now he's with the Kansas City Chiefs. And we went up and watched him last uh, minicamp. And you could tell he was trying to get, get used to this NFL stuff. But you knew he was a guy who would push through the hard times. And to see what he did this season in that playoff game is, is awesome, but, but not really a surprise to us. Eight catches last week against the Dolphins, 130 yards and a touchdown. And he's become wide receiver one right now for Patrick Mahomes. What's the biggest difference you've seen with him from week one in the NFL to what we saw last week in a playoff game? Yeah, I just think you can tell he's more comfortable with what they're doing. You know, um, Coach Reed and what he does, and I remember we were there at their mini camp. They, you know, they, he's old school. He, they throw his the receivers in the deep end the first day, and they got to learn the whole playbook. So as a rookie coming from college, that was a lot. And I think through 
you know, last year in June, mini camps and then, you know, OTAs and then his fall camp and preseason, he was just taking on so much. And, you know, I think as the season went on, they probably, you know, found a good groove of what they wanted him to do. And, you know, we saw what Rasheed did for us. He was the best one-on-one jump ball catcher in the country. I mean, they were more like 80-20 balls, not 50-50 balls. But he's not doing just that in the NFL, his catch and run. And I think it's just because he's gotten comfortable with – with the NFL and the system and probably got on the same page with Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I think he's just gotten better as the year went on, which is, I think, shows you what kind of player he's going to be in the future. He's a heck of a head coach for the SMU Mustangs. They had a top 25 finish last year, 11-win season, a conference title. Rhett Lashley joining us here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, with Amber Wilson on me and Fitzsimmons as we get you ready for the divisional round in the National Football League. And, look, I mean, you've coached some – I mean, Cortland Sutton. I mean, Brandon Stevens, right? You know, uh, you had him as a corner yep. uh, when you were there as, yep. a, as an OC. I mean, they, you know, Rasheed Rice. I mean, we can go on down the list. You know, Grant Calcaterra. Uh, with the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, it's it runs deep, man. James Prochet, what is it about SMU and especially the skill position with the wide receivers, the DBs that you're churning out to the National Football League? Well, you know, a lot of schools find their niche. I think you got to give credit to June Jones back when he came in the mid 2000, like probably nine, ten, eleven, twelve area. I'm not exactly sure the years, and it really all started with, um, you know, with Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. And those guys came and they played in Coach Jones's kind of, you know, run and shoot system, if you will, and put up big numbers and went to the NFL. And they kind of started it. And then to your point, you've had Cortland Sutton and you've had James Prochet and you've got uh, Grant Cocktail and Colin Granson and, um, you know, Danny Gray. And now you've got Reggie Roberson and <laughs> she Gray with, and, the, with the Niners. you got a bunch of dudes playing this weekend. Yeah, man. so it's, it's kind of – it started with those guys, though, about a decade ago and over the last 10 years. You know, I think when I got back here as the job uh, – got the job two years ago, we had the second most receivers in the league next to Alabama. Wow. They were active. And since then, you know, Emmanuel and Cole and some of the – well, I don't know if Cole technically has, but they've hung it up. And um, But it just kind of became a deal with him and then Chad Morris threw it. And then, you know, when I got here with Sonny, we threw it and what we do now. And so you kind of get a reputation in recruiting that, hey, if I go to SMU, I'll catch a lot of balls. And, and then, oh, not only that, I can go to the NFL and be successful. And so you get that reputation and, um, you know, it helps you recruit. What it, what, how much, especially with a guy like Rice having the, the, the year, and the, 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 not just the year, but especially the weekend that he had last weekend, is helping you with also with that future ACC brand on the recruiting trail, which is where you're joining us right now, going from school to school, city to city. I mean, when you, when you talk about all these names you've got playing in the National Football League, especially in the, in, in the playoffs, what does that do for a, a college football coach when you're going into that house or that school? Oh, it's, it's huge. You know, that's when your players have success at your school and then go on and do it on that big stage, that's where every kid who's playing high school and dreams of playing college football wants to go. They want to play in the NFL. And so they say, well, I can go to SMU. I can play in your system and have a lot of success in college. This translates to getting drafted high, which then translates to being able to have success as a rookie. Then they feel like what we do prepares them for that next step. And so, you know, look, experience and past performance is the best indicator of what could happen in the future. And fortunately for us, we've got a good, um, you know, track record now with those guys. And, and so it makes it a lot easier. And then you couple that. We didn't do that in the ACC. We did it from the American. And now we're going into that league. Um, I think it's just going to attract more and more high-profile guys that want to come do it. Speaking of recruiting, man, how much has NIL and the portal and essentially free agency in college football changed your life? 
uh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> you know, it's it's. You know, should on I ask one your hand, wife there's really, that question. Should I, should I pose that yeah, to the bride? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I think any college coach will tell you it's exhausting and it's not sustainable. Uh, now, I need to paraphrase that with, I think we all believe that, you know, the student athletes, the players, they're a big part of the product, right? So they deserve however they want to figure it out, whether it's revenue sharing, name, image, and likeness done the way it's intended, whatever. Like, they deserve to be a part of that because – they're a big part of the product that has become college athletics and college football, which is so uh, popular, popular as it's ever been. You know, they deserve some freedoms there to, if a coach leaves, be able to transfer, if they graduate, et cetera. But at some point we got to find out where's the fine line that allows them to benefit, you know, financially in all the ways they deserve to, and at the same time still be developed and groomed to be young men, get a degree, and be ready for life because right now the way our game is, it's not realistic of the real world. It's not realistic of any other professional sports model. And so what are we preparing them for? And so you look at what's happening in Alabama and Washington right now. I don't think that's what we want college football to be. And um, yeah. so there's, it's a hard one because on one hand, we care about these guys. We want the best one. We want them to get everything they can, but we also want them to learn how to battle adversity and commitment and overcoming things and getting degrees and all the things that, I think we all believe our game is still intended to do. And how you fix it, I don't have that answer. Maybe it's Congress, who knows. But as far as right now, um, like, I'm with you. It's, it's a different game, but the players deserve a ton. But, yeah, it's, it's essentially you know free agency out there. Uh, best of luck, Coach, because I couldn't do it, man. There's no way. But you're finding a way. And, and uh, tip of the cap to all you guys out there on the road right now recruiting. God bless you. Hey, Coach, you're the yeah. best, man. Thank you so much for your time, as always, and some insight on a lot of your guys that are playing in the National Football League in the, in the, in the divisional round. And best of luck on the recruiting trail. Stay safe. Thanks, Ian. I appreciate it. Uh, it's my pleasure, man. And, and, and with Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio. A Amber, that last part? Before we go back to Rasheed Rice, you know, and, and SMU. I didn't, by the way, I didn't know SMU had the second most wide receivers in the NFL behind only Alabama. I mean, that's a staggering stat. That's remarkable. But that last part, how do you fix it? I mean, you're an attorney. We're talking about Congress getting in. I don't know how you put the genie back in the bottle, the toothpaste back in the tube, as he's talking about, because what's going on in Alabama right now, you've had 25 guys hit the transfer portal. Not just because Nick Saban retired, right? But because you got guys like Caleb Downs at as a safety and a freshman All American, a freshman All American at safety, he might get one point five million on the open market. It is literally free agency to the highest bidder. How, how do you fix that? To, but for guys like Lashley and and Kalen DeBoer and now Jed Fish, who look at look at Washington's starting eleven on offense. Do you know how many how many are back? Zero. Not one. Not one player off a national championship offense, which was a one-score game with nine minutes to go in the national championship game, not one player is back from that starting offensive unit. So what do you do? How do you fix it? I mean, it's a really, really complicated question. I, it is a really complicated question. The, the very short answer is, could there be a world where you do have a unifying body? We know 
that the NCAA maybe not that body anymore because they're so weak, but do you have a super conference that ends up going down that path where they end up putting in some parameters in terms of transferring? They end up putting in some parameters in terms of specifically booster collectives. You can never again try to roll back NIL, so to speak, but that doesn't mean that you can't have any regulations as it pertains to a player's ability to benefit off of his or her name, image, and likeness. Right. So you could still do that, but you could also try to argue that booster collectives are not necessarily part of that. Uh, That would certainly change things. Maybe to obviate antitrust issues, you have to go to a true pay for play model. But there's all sorts of Title IX complications with that as well. Do you separate college football into its own entity? If you do that, there are tons of revenue. And you're giving me more questions and answers. (laughs) There's more questions than answers. And that's the reality of it. It gets sorted out probably over time but we're not near that answer yet. And what you can't do is stop the kids from making money off of something that has so much revenue attached to it. And I don't think anybody wants that. No. There just is normally parameters involved when anybody's making money in anything. You and I are under contract here at ESPN. There is no that there is none of that luxury right now in the world of college football because they're still not quote unquote employees. Coming up next here. Which underdog has the best chance at scoring an upset this weekend? We'll get into that. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Some big underdogs this weekend. Which of the underdogs is most likely... To prove the world wrong. Shock the world, Ian Fitzsimmons. Amber and Ian, presented by Progressive Insurance. So our big underdogs this weekend, because I'm not including the Chiefs in this conversation, right? The Chiefs are two and a half point underdogs. Yeah, yeah. According to ESPN bet. That's not fun when we're asking this question. So let's talk about the ones that actually are true underdogs here in a big way. The the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. The Texans are nine and a half point underdogs. The Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. The Packers, this is all according to ESPN bet, are nine and a half point underdogs. And the Bucks at the Detroit Lions, the Bucks are six and a half point underdogs. Of those three teams, which one do you feel most confident could ups- get the upset this weekend? I'm going to flip it around to you first. Who do you think? For me, and I'm not doing this because it's a smaller spread, I, I genuinely think I would probably p- 
put my money on the Tampa Bay Bucks, which probably means you I should agree. definitely not choose the Bucks, though. I, I, I hate you it. No, I'm not we, typically good at this. We go back to last week, right, in our, in our ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Every game that I picked, you disagreed with for the most part, and I'm like, mm-hmm. good. Thank every, you. Every one of those times, you were right. <laughs> except for wrong. one. Except for yeah, one. Except for one. Yeah, and, yep. and the, the one was the Lions. You had picked against the Lions. I had picked the Lions. No, 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 no. The Rams. It, it, it was it, that it was, was that it, game. No, it was five and one. We went. We lost the Eagles. Eagles in Tampa. You like you like Tampa. I went with Eagles. Oh, was it that one? Yeah. Oh, I thought that. Yeah. Okay, I thought I thought we bet again. Oh, okay, maybe we that might be that one. that one. That okay. All right. Well, then there you go. Uh, but either way, I did take the Lions against the Rams. Here we are, though, in a situation where I could see the Lions coming off of a historic win for that city and for that franchise. Maybe are they feeling themselves a little too much, you know, where they accomplished the goal of, of breaking the drought there in terms of playoff wins? And do they take their foot off the gas pe- pedal just a little bit? Are the Tampa Bay Bucks just cooking too much coming into this situation with the Lions? And we have seen the Lions falter a little bit this season, right? It hasn't been flawless all season long. We've even seen it on a big stage, like on Thanksgiving, when the Lions ended up turning back into the Lions that we had seen for so many years. I could see that happening here against Tampa. I don't have a great explanation for why, but I just feel out of these matchups like that might be the one. This is a kiss of death because I agree with you. Um, I, I think Tampa, of all the big underdogs, we're talking about a touchdown or more. Tampa Bay is the one that I would say, you know what? They have the best shot because I love Baltimore laying the nine, even though the Texans are the only, they've only had 14 turnovers all year. 14. That's it. They by far the quarterback, the fewest in the NFL. I mean, you say that out loud. That's less than one a game. That is amazing. Uh, to your point with a rookie quarterback. But, man, San Fran in Green Bay, you're looking at a nine-point favorite there. I mean, that, San Francisco is the first team in 23 years to finish in the top four in scoring, rushing, and total yards on offense in all three mm-hmm. categories. 23 years. That's Kyle Shanahan's offense. And they're healthy. Dream, uh, Drake, Drake Greenlaw is going to play. He's back. Eric Armstead who got hurt against the Eagles early in December. He's back and going to play. And that dude has seven postseason sacks as an interior defensive lineman. Now, I know Aaron Jones has gone for 100 yards in four straight games. That's a massive positive. But look, this San Fran team, they just got they got their jaws locked. So I love San Fran. I love Baltimore. You're going to talk about the biggest underdog with a chance to win on the road. To me, I agree with you. 100% it's Tampa Bay. And it's not just Baker Mayfield. It's not just, you know, Devin White and Vita Vea and Devontae Lloyd. It's that collective. Mm-hmm. There's You watch how infectious it was. And it's young guys like Trey Palmer, sixth-round draft pick out of Nebraska. People forget he was part of that 2019 LSU National Championship team with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. He was part of that wide receiving core. He just couldn't hit the damn field, right? So what's he do? Transfers to Nebraska. Goes for as a 1,000-yard receiving year for Nebraska last year. And I know Matt Rule is an offensive guru, but still, you don't have a hell of a lot of quarterback play in Nebraska. And to go for over a grand in that offense, 
And by the way, they're going to get better because they got they got Dylan Rayola coming in. I mean, they're going to watch out for Matty Rule in Nebraska. On a side note, but look, that's how, that's what Nebraska, that's what that's what Tampa's done. They they find young talent late in the draft and develop. And this dude is is with Mike Evans and Godwin. He's like this unknown, you know, third fourth wideout who's making plays. So I'm with you. I want as as much of a feel good story. That Detroit is, I don't. I don't think Green Bay gets it done. I don't think the Texans get it done. If there's a team that can, that's a touchdown dog. I'm in step with you, Amber. Give me Tampa. Alex Smith was on with us earlier. He agrees. Oh, I'd have to go with the Bucks. I think. I think they have the capability. Listen, I think it's a big Mike Evans game. They missed these two teams. The Bucks and Lions played in Week Six. The Lions won that one, twenty to six. But there were a lot of big play opportunities that the Bucks missed, and they're a completely different football team this stage of the season. They're playing much better on offense. Baker's throwing the ball really well. I think if they, there's some matchups they can really take advantage of in that Lions secondary, especially downfield, and if they can hit a few of them, uh, I, I think they got a chance to go into Detroit and steal this one. Amber, you know what happens when everybody agrees? Yeah, we're in trouble. If I made you choose between the other two underdogs. If I made you choose between the Texans and the Packers, the other two, I said one of them has to have the upset here. Who are you choosing? I wouldn't take it, but I would lean Texans. Okay. I, I just think, kind of like what I said with uh, with Joe Flacco last week where, you know, the clock was going to strike midnight and he's going to turn into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. I, I think that with that Ravens defense and Mike McDonald, the decor, John Harbaugh, that coaching staff, I just think that, you know, CJ Stroud's about to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah, I think that Texans offense are about to turn into a pumpkin. Wow. Uh, we will see, or we'll see if the Ravens end up coming out in that one rusty like they did back in 2019, the last time Lamar Jackson decided to sit at the end of the regular season. They were the one seed. They didn't have to play, of course, the wild card rounds and then ended up coming out rusty as heck. I have a feeling the about the Texans. Round. I have a feeling about them. Do you? I have huh? a feeling. Well, you have a feeling. Coming Jumping up on the next. Heart out. Of course, you're not saying what that feeling is, so it could go it's either just way. A Plenty more. Yes, uh, it's just yeah. a feeling. Uh, more feelings on here on ESPN out. Radio.